You're listening to The Catalyst with Samantha Chris, where we explore the inner workings of embracing the unknown, from ordinary daily habits to extraordinary measures. Get ready, we're about to ignite change and inspire action. Welcome back, everyone. This week's guest is Anna Lovera. She is a former corporate executive who worked as an expatriate for 20 years developing small companies in Latin America, Asia Pacific, and Africa. She is now a business coach working with aspiring entrepreneurs who want to turn their expertise into a source of profit and happiness. Anna is also a wife, a mother of four, and a change survivor. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you so very much, Samantha, for having me. And hello to everyone that is listening to us. Thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. So I have to say, I speak to a lot of people about change and their experiences with it. And this is the first time that I've heard and more, more specifically read in someone's bio that they are a change survivor. And there is a time when your environment wasn't safe anymore. And in order to protect your children, you made the hard decision to leave everything you've built and leave your country. What was the catalyst for that change? And what does it being a change survivor mean to you? Well, I think um, change survivor is the the way I like to express um, what I've been through and what many people out there probably have been through in one way or another. Um, When change doesn't come from your own initiative and you don't pursue it, but it happens and it's somehow forced uh, upon you by the circumstances of your life. Um, And you feel that you have done everything by the book, Samantha. You have saved, you have worked, you have studied, you have owned a home, you're out of debt, you have made efforts to build your career, and then you say, right, I got to where I want to be and um, I have it under control and this is what it's going to be like. And then something happens. And in my case was um, my country, when I went back to Venezuela after, I think my last assignment was Thailand, and then I went back to Venezuela with my dream job. And everything around me started to fall apart in so many ways that I cannot describe. The country started to fall apart politically, economically, socially. Um, But I was committed to stay there. I was hoping that it would get better and and everything that I had built was there. And then, as you said before, the country was not safe, um, but we were hoping it would get better. And then my best friend and his daughter were killed two houses away from my home. Mm. Um, It happened um, during an armed robbery. um, And that's it they were killed and and when that happened um i can i I will spare you the details of how horrible everything was but it was a wake-up call when i when i sat holding his wife's hand in the funeral and we were both in silence and we were just staring at the space um i couldn't help but to think that could have been us, it could have been any other family. And what would you be prepared to give if you could take time back and avoid that from happening? What would you be prepared to sacrifice? What would you be prepared to let, to let life take from you so that you could keep your life? And 
this was really um, obviously a, a situation that is so undecidable that nobody, nobody wants to, to be involved in, in anything like this or let alone something like this happen to your family or to your loved ones. But it had happened, it was there. It was, it was this big um, situation that had occurred. And the way, the way I took it was, it, it's a wake up call for us to say, everything that we have hold important, everything that we have built, everything that we thought we couldn't let go of was not more important than life. And we had to take our children out of there um, because we couldn't take something like that back if it, would, if it were to happen to us. So when, when we made the decision to move to Canada and we were so blessed to be able to come here and we arrived and we, we've been here for a week and you look around and you say, right, now I'm safe. Now my children are safe. They're gonna go to a good school, it's a good environment, it's a good society, it's a beautiful place. We are so thankful. And then you look around and you think about your career. It's gone. Everything that you have built from a professional point of view is no longer there. So that change, that, that catalyst that provoked the change that you made and that you consider necessary and important for your life and you went ahead and did it, it doesn't mean that everything is going to be okay overnight. Mm. You changed some situations, you changed some, some aspects of your life, but then the other changes start to happen and, and you start to really take in how your life is going to be now. And that's why I call it a change survivor, because it's not just one point. It's not just one event. It's a series of things that happen, and they make you feel in different ways every day. And you think, oh, my God, what have I done? How, how did I get here? Was this really the right thing to do? Because um, when you leave your career behind and you un unavoidably you think, what am I going to do now for a living? How am I going to support my family? And, and the story of how I have spent the last two years um, becoming a coach and trying to help people go through the same transitions while building their own business is my answer and, and my discovery to how to put everything back together. Mm. Yeah. So, for example, I could tell you that one of the things that I discovered was you need to put a name and you need to put your finger on top of what is it exactly that you've lost throughout that change. In my case, when I encountered myself here in Canada, being safe, being in a, in a, in a good environment, being away from the dangers that I was back in my country, um, I felt I have lost my career and I have lost my professional life and I have lost all the efforts I have done for 20 years. But that wasn't right. And for a, for a while I struggled with this thought in my head until I remember one expression I heard a long time ago that says the number one purpose of education is to teach individuals that the solution to every challenge lies within ourselves. So I knew, I knew that I have to think about something, that I have to try to use my experience 
to put together what had happened to me and turn it into something that I could use it as the base to build something. So through meditation, I was able to pinpoint what I've lost. And what I have lost was my platform. My job was my platform, the place where I felt um, that I could do something with my knowledge, that I was respected, that I was, that my opinion was um, asked, that my decision mattered, um, that I would go and, and do something and it would create results that were valuable. So that platform was gone, but I had the power to build a new one for myself. So as, as difficult as it might sound to say it, through this painful experience that my whole family went through when my best friend and his daughter were killed in that way, and it provoked our departure from our country and leaving everything behind, we were set free. And I was set free because we were able to discover something, create something. And so change brought us the opportunity to discover how far we can go and how powerful can we be when we create something that we have lost and, and build something that can probably be, has the potential to be so much better. I think it's such a beautiful story of finding yourself after trauma, what I can only imagine would have been an extremely traumatic experience. And having lived through this and come out the other side, you're still so positive. Despite all the tragedy and all the hardship that you've lived through, you're determined to see the positive in every situation. And not only for yourselves, but you've actually now committed your career to helping others see the silver lining and find what it is about them that lies within them that they can bring to the surface to build a life that is meaningful. How do you manage either personally or, you know, in the work with your clients to bring that positivity through during the most challenging times of change? I think, I think I can think of two things. The first one is to remain committed to the thought that life is fundamentally beautiful and mankind is fundamentally good. Um, if you believe that in your heart, um, you can look at the positive because it's in your mindset, it's your reflection to think um, that there is positivity and that it's the greater part of our world. Um, but most practically, I think the way to when you have gone through something difficult, it helps you filter. It helps you filter whatever else happened. You can say to yourself, um, God, this is not so bad. We can, we can go through this. We can, we can get through. We can make it happen. We can make it better. Yes, it's a setback, but it's not as bad as, bad as it could be. Um, and it helps you keep going. And I think now when I talk to my clients, of course, I don't tell people, you know what, what is happening to you, it's nothing because look at this other thing that happened to me or to this other person. Because mm -hmm. sometimes that's not what you want to hear. Um, but what you want to hear and the way to help is that there is hope and there is a framework that you can apply to go through this, to try to 
pinpoint what is it exactly that you have lost? What is it exactly that has changed? And what is it that you can do about it to build something better, to build something perhaps different, perhaps similar in some ways, but you have the power to create. And some people, when you have lost something, um, this is the greatest difficulty to, to, because you're attached to what you have lost. You're attached to the pain of the effort that it took to build something, and now it's gone. And that pain doesn't let you build something new. You are attached to that pain, or maybe you are waiting that the pain will go away so that you can start to build something new. But that, that doesn't happen. You have to start from the pain. It, it, it begins there. You, you don't wait for it to, to pass because it will, not, it will not happen that way. You start from the pain, and from there, you pull yourself up and you build something for yourself. Oh, that is so so powerful. And you know, you and I were talking before we hit record and what I appreciate about your lessons and your willingness to share your story is that much of what you've learned about yourself and how you approach change and navigate some of the things that are kind of thrown at you when you don't see that they are coming is that these lessons are universal. And I think a lot of people, although they may have never and will never lived what you've lived through, they have been in those moments where they've felt like this isn't fair. This potentially is hugely traumatic. This is not what I've asked for. This is not what I've worked for. And yet here I am being thrown a major curveball and there's a lot of anger there. And when, you know, whether we are pursuing change or we feel like it has been thrown at us I do think, you know, you talk about pain. I think that's a really, really important piece of the puzzle. And there's almost a little bit of mourning that is required because you have to, I think, make space to mourn the person or the situation or the life that you'd built that is no longer there. Is that something that's been part of your process? Oh, yes, definitely. And, and it makes me remember, you know, what you, what you have just said makes me remember something that my mom used to say to us. Um, sometimes there are situations in life where you just need to go and have a good cry. <laughs> have a good cry about it, Samantha. You have to allow yourself, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't make sense. I don't deserve this. There is anger. There is disappointment. Trust has been broken. Um, you know, there's so many different situations that can happen in everyone's life. And, and it hurts and you need to let it out. And, and it is healthy to do so and it is necessary to do so. Um, and you do that as much as you need with the conviction, though, conviction that you, you will need to build something from that pain because it has happened. Whatever it is, that happened has happened. In some circumstances, you might be able to fix it. It might be within your hands to try to do something. In some situations, you can't. Even if you tried, you can't. Or sometimes you just simply cannot change it. Like in my case, how could we go back and get their lives back? You, you can't do that. So you need to let the pain be felt, let the anger be felt, but you cannot let it take over um, because 
in the same way that you know you're feeling this pain and it's real and you need to feel it, you need to remind yourself in the back of your mind, this has happened. It is up to me. It is within me to move forward, to keep going. Mm. Reminding ourselves that even though this thing has happened to us, life is fundamentally good. Are you someone who believes that things happen for a reason? I think that that's a very good question. I think people don't like to hear that sometimes, especially when they are going through pain. They say, everything happens for a reason. Well, tell me the reason why I have lost this. You know, I have. Exactly. And, and it's, it's very difficult. But I think that when something happened, is, is definitely, I don't believe it is written in your destiny that something terrible is going to happen to you. But when it does happen, I think you build a reason why. You will be the key to determine. But in the long run, later, when you look back at that situation, you can say the reason why this happened to me was because I was able to do this. I was able to create. But it's up to you, you know, if you don't take the lead, if you don't make the effort then that reason may never materialize and, and you might lose something and you're still dwelling on the pain without building something, then that reason hasn't materialized. But the moment that you take an active role, that you pull yourself together and you say, I'm going to move forward, I'm going to try to build something, I'm going to try to continue living, I'm going to try to continue pursuing happiness, then that, that at that moment, that reason becomes real and that magic happens but because you can do it it will not happen unless you take the lead role i think mm. okay so you mentioned something here that i would love to dig into a little deeper in taking an active role and taking the lead and in explaining it it almost sounds easy and i know that it's not but where a lot of people get stuck i think is in this victim mindset. And I don't mean to diminish what anyone is going through because in some cases people are very much a victim. But when they're in those moments and they simply cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel and they're so buried behind or or beneath the pain and the anger and to tell them the world is mostly a good place. People are inherently good and you can you can come out stronger if you take action how do we actually get people to move gears from that place of feeling like a victim to feeling like a victor yeah that that is very that's a good question it's very important point it's almost a breakthrough point and you are right um we, we can, you can talk as a coach, you can talk to someone and you can say, you can take the lead. Mm-hmm. But to go from there to a point where that person can really feel it, can internalize and discern what it means, it takes, it takes some time, it takes some work. Um, what I usually tell my, my clients, the people that I work with, um, and I go a lot about it, by sharing my story and, and telling people how it was for me. So you something terrible happened to you and you feel sad today. And you had, like my mom would say, you had a good cry today, but you feel like having another one tomorrow and the day after that. And 
at some point, at some point, your mindset or what your coach is telling you or what your friend is telling you resonates. You know that expression that says sometimes you need to hear something seven times to really hear it. <laughs> you, you, you cry today, you cry tomorrow, next month, it's been a while, this pain is still there. Sometimes you feel guilty to let it go. You don't want to let it go because you suffered, in my case, for that person who lost their life and you don't want to forget and you don't want it to stop being a big deal because you think that if you stop, it will be bad today that you're not to them that you're not being fair, uh, fair, that you're being, you're forgetting them. That's not fair. So you don't want to let go. But it comes a time when where what your own self is telling you or what your coach is telling you resonates. And you say to yourself, well, I'm still here. I don't, I don't even tell people you're alive for a reason because that reason might not be something that, that may, may be very abstract for someone. So I don't tell people you, you're alive, you're still here for a reason. I just tell them, you're still here. You're still here. So what are you going to do now? What do you want next year to look like? What do you want next month to look like? You're still here. Trying to wake up that consciousness about yourself that consciousness about the present and what you can do from today onwards onwards, and how it influences how you are going to feel and what you are going to be doing next month. And that's when this sometimes, because I'm not going to suggest here that it's easy, but this is a point where usually sometimes people have that breaking point and turning point and, and you start to moving forward it's still a painful process. It's still difficult, but, but there's a change in the mindset. People said, okay, this thing has happened. I'm still here. I need to do something. And then you start to take those baby steps. Like maybe, maybe you feel like going out for coffee with a friend, something you haven't done in months because of this thing that happened to you. Mm -hmm. And during this coffee with a friend, maybe you laugh and you realize that you haven't laughed for months and then you laugh, it's there. And you start to find yourself and put yourself back together piece by piece and realizing life is good. And I can start build that reason why all of this happened to me. It's a process, it's not easy, it takes time and it's a different journey for everyone. I think the key for a coach is to care. It's inevitable. I think it's inevitable for a coach to care about our clients, about our students are also called people that we're working with because we get into their stories and because we have been through something similar in many ways, we know that he or she can get out of it. That person doesn't know it yet. And it's our job to guide them without preaching, to show them our scars, and, and hoping that it will help to wake up that inner force within themselves. Mm. I can hear the passion and the care in your voice. It's incredible in everything that you've shared and everything that you've spoken about and suggested as tools. It's very clear that you've lived these things. And as someone who's perhaps in a very different place now than she was then, how do you? apply these in your own life still? Do you still 
feel like you, you need to take a dose of your own medicine and coach yourself through changes? Oh my goodness. Yes, it is. It never stops because, you know, I, I tell um, my, my students sometimes and also my family and friends, when every once a year, if you go and have a medical checkup, an annual checkup, they take your blood, they do some measurements, they, they do an a electrocardiogram and they do some measurements and they turn around and they tell you everything is good. But we don't do this for stress or mental health. You don't go to somewhere where you can, somebody can take a, a sample of your blood and say, oh, you're having too much stress, you need to meditate. This doesn't happen. We don't have, at least in my culture, the, the habit to meditate and to take care of emptying our minds and, and fill it with good thoughts and positive thoughts. We, we don't, I didn't grow up, certainly I didn't grow up with this, um, with this culture, with this habit. But I realize now how important it is you don't need to be going through stuff to, to have a need to stop what you're doing and take some few minutes every day. And if you don't do it every day, that's fine. If you do it once a week, if you do it as frequent as you remember, that is fine. But you need to take time to say, you know, some things are not going my way, but that is fine. I know I can make it work. I know it is not easy for everyone, so it should it should not be a walk in the park for me. You know, this thing that I'm trying to do, this goal that I'm trying to reach, I knew it was going to take effort. I knew there were going to be difficulties. So it's fine. Let your mind be empty from whatever negative thinking, from whatever victim thinking might be there that you might have not even spotted yet, but it might be contributing to the stress that can be building up and, you know, our bodies and our minds can present us with an invoice later on. You know, you haven't taken care of us and here is the, the, the result. So this is so important to take time to say to yourself, it's okay, we're getting there. It's okay that things are not going that great. It's okay that we are going through this difficulty. But look at the positive too. And this is why... It is very common now, I hear it all the time in social media, coaches, experts, celebrate small wins. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, I didn't understand it, Samantha. At the beginning, I thought, you know, coming from the corporate world and working on big projects, we are like, you know, don't stop to celebrate. There's still <laughs> a lot to do. And why are we celebrating? But now I understand, you know, through pain sometimes and through difficulties, that's when you come to understand, oh, that's what it means. Because... If you notice these small wins, this is where the everyday energy comes. If you don't notice them, if you don't keep track of them, if you don't pat yourself in the shoulder even for a couple of seconds saying, wow, that was good, Anna, you, you, you did this, and a good thing that you realize it right there in the moment so you could do something about it, bravo. It doesn't mean you are going to go and, and make a party and buy yourself something <laughs> expensive. It's just a small becoming aware of it. It's just a small comment to yourself. That is what I think people means when they say celebrating, celebrating small wins. It is so important for your mental health. It is so important to live your life every day with a good mindset because otherwise, you know, we're all struggling. If we, if we don't, then we, you know, life is trouble. Then it doesn't feel like you're enjoying it. Then it's, it, it's, you're missing the purpose. The purpose is 
we are we are getting there we're working every day we're working towards something it hasn't yet happened but we're enjoying it we're enjoying it today Hmm. if someone is feeling particularly defeated by a change in their life like life is just knocks them down and you can speak to that one person who's in that place right now what is one thing you would say to them to help them get back up i would like to reach in the distance and hold their hand and say you know this whatever happens to you is not fair you did not deserve it even if you feel like you deserve it even if you're blaming yourself right now we're all humans we're we're not perfect and we all make mistakes whatever mistake you feel you have done and even if you haven't um, and you feel this is unfair to you it happens and it happens to many of us and you have a right to feel sad you have a right to the pain that is that is going through your heart and through your mind right now and you need to go through that pain but throughout that process you're going to find you're going to wake up one morning or you're going to open your eyes at one moment and you're going to say to yourself i'm still here i'm still here and i can do something with the moment that i have right now in my hands and don't wait for the pain to be gone. The pain walks with us through these processes. It walks ne- next to you. Let it walk next to you. But you keep moving forward, saying to yourself, I'm still here and I can do something. And take a baby step. Think about something that you like to do before all of this situation happened to you. You like a TV series, you like a TV movie, go and watch one chapter, go and watch 20 minutes. Call that friend that that you can feel comfortable going out with and said, I want to go out and have a coffee with you. Don't ask me about anything. Let's just look at the clouds and look at the sky. (laughs) And let's just drink a coffee. And don't ask me anything. I don't want to talk about things. Let's just enjoy. And take those baby steps. And I promise you, by the power of my own story, that things will not get better overnight, but you're gonna find yourself again and the power within yourself to keep going and to build something out of this pain. Wow. Anna, thank you so much. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for sharing your story and for sharing insight that I think we can all apply no matter what walk of life we're on, no matter the hardships we faced or the changes that lie ahead for us. Where can people follow you to learn more about who you are, the services you offer, and about their, your, more about your story if they're curious? Well, first of all, thank you, Samantha, so much for having me and allowing me to share this story. And, and I really hope that um, it can reach someone out there that needs it and it can be useful for them. And thank you for making that happen. And um, my, so my website is analovera.com. There I have some details about the work that I do. Um, I mostly focus on helping, um, I call it aspiring entrepreneurs who come from the corporate world that want to turn their expertise into a business um, because this is how I have managed to 
this is what I have managed to build for myself. And this is where I felt I could mentor and coach at the same time, people who were going through the same difficulties. And that's where they will see on my, on my website. I'm also on Instagram in uh, at Ana Lovera M. And I'm always sharing some story there or talking about some skills that are key for transitions, for change or for entrepreneurs and chatting a little bit about my life and um, they can contact me through those uh, through those outlets and then for sure i will be so happy to hear um, from everyone and provide as much help as i can wonderful thank you so much i will make sure to put the links to anna's website and instagram profile in the show notes and i thank you once again it has been such a pleasure having you on the show thanks to you thank you so much Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Catalyst with Samantha Chris. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Until next time, I hope you're feeling a little more equipped to lean into the unknown and take inspired action.